Woke up on a Saturday, I rolled the fattest J, listen to my favorite podcast, that shit is Maddie J. He do what his daddy say, listen to my favorite podcast, that shit is Maddie J. Yo, what's going on over the Maddie J podcast coming to you live again fresh off a uh, very very good experience in the bathroom um it was not masturbatory in nature it was uh <laughs> this is a great start to the podcast it was uh it was relief I took an emodium pill yesterday because I drove three hours to the west coast of Florida to go to the beach. And uh, I was not trying to shit my pants after having eaten McDonald's the night before um, on the trek over. So uh, finally that pill has done its work. And um, just if, in case you ever take an emodium, the aftermath after having taken it, you know, you're going to be... A, you know, that's the cruel irony of it. You're going to need to be by a bathroom um, the next day. Because, you know, whatever was happening the day before <laughs> is now being visited twofold upon your head. Uh, anyway, welcome to the Maddie J Podcast. Um, I've been trying to figure out a way to capture female audience members. And I think that first minute and a half that I just did is really, really going to bring the female audience in. Because if there's anything women love, it's talking about pooping and, you know, making sure that they're regular. And, uh, you know, hearing about my stories of uh, bathroom oddities. Anyway, can I stop talking about that? Sure. Um, Welcome to the Maddie J Podcast. Uh, I can't even believe I didn't mention this last week. I kind of just forgot. Because of Christmas. Uh, but, dude, we went to the Florida State-Oklahoma game on Thursday. New Year's Eve, Eve. Eve. And, uh, it was pretty fun, man. It was a good experience. My first giant, uh, college football game experience. You know, because I, let's face it, going to the, you know, games at the University of Maryland, even back in the day, like in the early 2000s when they were pretty good, and pretty good is relative, by the way. Uh, but even back then, it was not anything to uh, be excited about, really. I mean, that stadium probably holds, what, 30,000 people or something, tops? You know, it's like the size of a baseball stadium. So I guess it could get... But you know, like, you know how Seattle's built to, like, keep in sound? I can't imagine a building built more to let sound out than the University of Maryland Stadium, dude. It's like completely open air. It's a horseshoe. There's no roofing mechanism to keep sound in. All the stands are kind of like separated by this concrete walkway path. Um, also known as a concourse. And uh, it's just, it's not, real, it's not conducive to, you know, amazing acoustic acoustics for the opposing team to try to work through um so this was my first experience with that it was at the citrus bowl uh, also known as camping world stadium here in downtown orlando florida i'm just gonna do a baltimore accent for that because um, orlando doesn't have an accent because it just has no soul most of it's owned by disney the parts that aren't owned by disney it's like okay what's the theme here what are we going for and I've yet to be able to figure that out. Because there's, like, hipster parts. There's, uh, you know, horrible parts. There's a part that reminds me of a place called Ritchie Highway back home. And I'm not talking Ritchie Highway, Severn Park. I'm talking Ritchie Highway, uh, Brooklyn. There's a... And we were walking on that. I'll get to that in a minute. But, like, um, there's really no defined like cultural center 
of Orlando. It's it's mostly just people not wanting to be in Disney World, and that's what kind of the uniting bond that that brings us all together is wanting to experience outside outside something outside. God, I can't talk of Disney World. So, um, you have a multitude of different people. You know, you got your blue-haired folks, um, who want, you know, Fidel Castro is pretty cool to them, and then you got your, uh, people who screamed at us on the side of the street and called me a white devil. I think they were, uh, African Israelites. Um, and then you have your run-of-the-mill white suburban fathers who wear their New Balance sneakers with cargo shorts and white socks. You know, you got that. And you got your your tech your tech guys. Um and you can just you just know what a tech guy is, right? It's just the the fucking the white shirt, the white button-up shirt underneath a blue blazer. But it's not really a blazer that your dad would have worn. It's like a kind of a tight-fitting euro blazer um and then you know really nice jeans and and there's a new trend now of wearing sneakers with uh professional attire you know you see it all the time on espn um guys in suits and then they show their feet they're wearing like uh nike air force ones you know it's kind of weird um but yeah it's either that or uh you know the, the pointy the pointy orange shoes the dress shoes of the tech people. I don't, it's hard to describe a tech person, but you know one when you see one because they just look like a pretentious douche. Um, and everybody knows one of those peoples. So anyway, yeah. Uh, the whole point of that thing was we were downtown at the Citrus Bowl in Orlando and it was Florida State against Oklahoma. And I'm never going to be able to see you know, like a team like Oklahoma ever. I'm not going to, like, fly to Norman, Oklahoma to see a game and then want to kill myself from boredom after the game because there's not anything to do anywhere within a thousand miles. Um, I'm not going to do that. <clears throat> but, uh, you know, I over the past year or so, I've become pretty big fan of Florida State. Not a big fan not a big fan yet. Let me correct myself. Um, I've become. I've I've crossed the boundary from casual to all right. I care about this. I care about this team. That threshold has been crossed, and I don't know which game it was, but it was one of the games I was watching, perhaps against Boston College or something. You know, old ACC rivalries, and I was like, you know what? Fuck this, dude. Fuck BC. Never liked him anyway. Fuck, really, fuck the whole state of Massachusetts. And I think uh, it was that game where we just blew out uh, Boston College, where I was like, all right, cool. And then I bought the gear, the Florida State gear. So I've had gear for months, dude. I didn't just buy gear for the game. So let me clear up any confusion um, out there in the social media world that I create totally created myself by not showing myself more in Florida State here prior to this. But, <clears throat> yeah, so uh, I had some gear, and I'm thinking, all right, let's go to the game, man. And it was pretty affordable to go. It, you know, I got some nosebleeds, as one will do. But, as everybody knows, with the nosebleed ticket buying comes, you just, you're throwing the dice. And it's not like throwing the dice in a lottery sense, like a one in a million chance, you probably have like a one in five chance of sitting next to some drunk asshole who's going to ruin your experience. And that's exactly what happened. I threw the dice on fucking nosebleed seats. And I, you know, of course, I will say this. I'm thankful we were right behind the dude. So like his screaming nonsense, literally... 90% of the time that I was sitting there um, kind of was, like, propelled outward toward the lady in front of him instead of me. 
Um, but yeah, as soon as I sat down, I could tell, uh, you know, he had his, he had a couple things he was screaming, you know, like about the record of Oklahoma and how, you know, they want to fuck their cousins and whatever and stuff like that. And you'd think, hey, that's kind of funny, right? No, it's not. It was not funny. Because I'm talking about like a, a guy my age. Just hammered drunk in front of kids, in front of like little grandmas. <laughs> Grandpa with his cane who fought in the war. And, uh, you know, he had this air about him that he thought, oh, this is, this is cute. People are going to like this. And apparently you cannot read faces because nobody was fucking... He got a couple of laughs in the beginning, but as he went on more and more with just screaming nonsense. I mean, screaming at the top of his lungs so everyone could hear him uh, toward the field area. Um, we're all just kind of looking at each other like, all right, you know, you got your laugh, dude. What more do you want? We're not going to laugh the entire game. This isn't fucking drunk douchebag comedy show that I went to. Um more like a horror show it's not it's it, it's just I, I couldn't believe the level this guy was taking this shit to he just wouldn't shut the fuck up and there was a couple of times um towards <laughs> i'm acting like this towards the end of the game uh but this is like towards like the middle of the first quarter there are already some people who like fucking had it dude they were up to their they had it up to their eyeballs with this guy and they probably said that right before they, they turned around. Because one was an old guy. And I bet you right before he turned around, he told his wife, I've, I've had it up to my eyeballs with this kid. And then uh, he turns around and says, shut the fuck up. Which I thought was pretty cool. I've never seen an old guy. <laughs> you don't really see old guys do that. Usually because they're like, they got to go to church the next morning. You know, they don't want to, they want to make sure that they're not, not not spreading Christian values around, right? And that would include screaming in someone's face and telling them to shut the fuck up. But alas, this was so bad that uh, he felt compelled to do that. And then the second person um, who he just pissed off greatly was me, dude. I don't know what happened, because I was actually paying attention to the game, and not, uh, fucking dipshit comedy hour. Um, I was actually paying attention to the game, like, you know, he stood, he stood right in front of me for most of it, screaming stuff, so I, like, kind of was, like, looking around him, and kind of tuning him out. The next thing I know, my wife grabs her cheek, she's like, oh my god, ow. And I'm like, what, what, what happened? And I see something kind of, like, twirling behind her like uh that fell on the the ground and kind of like hit the ground and started twirling a little bit so i look and it's just like weird vape cartridge thing right and then i look and i knew that guy was like wailing his arms and stuff in front of me when i wasn't really paying attention but i could see out of my periphery he was wailing his arms and the fucking whatever was connected to his e-cig which shouldn't have been fucking out anyway because literally there wasn't an open seat around. This guy's, what are you going to puff an e-cig in a baby's face? Um, shouldn't have been out anyway. Uh, let's face it, this guy's a total psychopath. Um, you're really not going to like this guy. <laughs> when I'm done describing him. You better not. Um, yeah, so something goes flying off of something and hits my wife right in the cheek, right below her eye. And it was enough to cause her pain and create, a, like, a little bump under her eye. Like, look like a mosquito bite. So I was like, what the hell, dude? Um, and he turned around before I could really react and say what the hell. He was like, oh, I'm sorry, dude. Uh, it flew off of my, uh, my vape pen here. I was like, all right. Uh, that's not cool, and I'm keeping this. Whatever this thing was, I was like, I'm not giving this back to you. I'm putting it right here. Um, and he kind of knew he was, he was, he was wrong, right? But this guy's a douche. You'll see later. He knew he was wrong. So he turned around 
And I could say, hear him very loudly complaining to his friend. Not saying, like, oh, man, I'm such a fucking asshole. I should take it easy. Um, no, he was complaining to his friend that it was 25 bucks, and I just ha- had it held for hostage up there. And he didn't know what he was going to do. So no, no real feeling of, like, oh, I hit that lady in the face behind me. Um, uh you know, maybe I should check on her and see if she's all right. Maybe get her a beer or a water or whatever she's drinking or something hot, like a hot chocolate. Um, no, no. He's like, well, that's 25 bucks. What am I going to do with missing 25 bucks now? Um, so yeah. And you might be thinking, Matt, your wife just got hit in the face by an unruly drunk fan wailing his arms wielding a vape pen with some kind of cartridge. Why did you not get up immediately and just punch this guy in the face? Well, there's a little thing in the U.S. Uh, we like to call, um, at least in Orlando, Orlando City Jail. And if I get up and punch this dude in the face, uh, first of all, I'm going to be in that city jail for the night. Second of all... Um, my wife, who was just assaulted, is going to be by herself. And third of all, uh, I, have, I, I have a job. And if I'm pretty sure if I get arrested for assault, then I won't have that job anymore. And uh, there goes my apartment <clears throat> after I can't pay rent. And then they find out I have a record. And then there goes any kind of future job that would possibly want to hire me. So basically, Matt, why didn't you ruin your life by punching this guy in the face? Well, ask yourself if you would have done that. So, um, I understand the sentiment of not wanting to do that. But I don't know if you've ever seen that Louie episode where the kid's just mercilessly making fun of him. He's on a date, and the girl's, like, really um, turned off by it. And he's like, well, what did you want me to do, punch a 17-year-old kid in the face? Anyway, my wife, she was totally cool about it. Um, I was like, dude, no, you're not getting this back. I am not giving you this back. And then I heard the $25 complaints and whatever, whatever. I mean, it's your fault. You're the one who's threw the fucking thing without any consideration. And you know how I said, like, you could blow smoke and there might be a baby there? Well, there actually was a baby sitting right next to my wife. Um, she wasn't just, like, sitting there by herself, you know, in seat eight or whatever. <laughs> she was on her mother's lap, but could have very easily hit the baby um so i guess about 10 minutes later which is like 10 seconds in game time in college football because there's so many fucking commercials um he turns around again he's like all right dude i'm really sorry and uh and i was like look i understand accidents happen because i don't know if he did it on purpose it might have been an accident and i'm sure he didn't mean to hit anyone in the face I mean, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt, right? Benefit of the doubt, right? Um, yeah, so I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. It's fine. And I was like, man, you just got to watch what you're doing, dude. There's people around you who could get hurt. And there's a baby right here. I, th- I thought I had him here. I thought we were in a good spot. He, t- he turns to me. He's like, who brings a fucking baby to a game? Like it's Like, it's their fault. That the baby, baby's face could have gotten in between the projectile and him having a good time. Not like, oh, yeah, I've learned my lesson. I could have seriously injured an infant. No. Um, who brings a baby to a game? Right. So, so far, this guy's cared about the person bringing a baby to a game, not accidentally hitting the baby in the face. And um, the $25 cost to himself instead of my wife's cheek. Um, so at this point, I'm seeing red, right? I'm just like, you know, just enjoy the game and just turn around and enjoy the game. You know, that's it. Um, and right before all that baby stuff happened, I fucking, he turned around to apologize at least three times. So that, that was the second time. 
And then the third time he turns around to apologize, I'm like, dude, yes, just enjoy the game and stop being an asshole. And then I shook his hand, and then that was fine. I don't want any fucking problems with anybody. I don't know how many people he has with him. It's just like, you know, fuck this kid. Whatever helps him shut the fuck up. And during this whole time of where he's apologizing and feeling bad about his, his vape cartridge, he isn't really yelling. So I'm like, oh, okay, the desired effect has been achieved. Um, so yeah, so that was that, um, and then the third instance of this guy is, it was about five minutes later, um, in game time, which is like an hour later, and he was like, you know, getting back to his screaming again, he was feeling himself again, he was like, all right, I got out of that one, um, I almost killed a child, um, I did maim an adult female woman, but, you know, I don't care. I got my $25 cartridge back. You know, I'm feeling pretty good. Continuing to drink, of course. His friends are just, you know, giving him beers. Um, this guy does have friends, believe it or not. Uh, they were giving him beers, and, uh, yeah. Uh, the lady in front of him, whose ear he's been screaming in, for an entire two-hour period to turn around and it's like, dude, can you please stop screaming? I'm trying to enjoy the game. And you know what this guy does? He's one of these guys. He stands up and says, this ain't communist China, man. I got freedom, you know, I got a freedom of speech or whatever, prior restraint. Like, whatever the argument was in um, The Big Lebowski that John Goodman's character makes, you know. The Supreme Court has roundly rejected prior restraint. And, uh, you know, he went with all that crap. And I think he might have got a laugh from, like, you know, four or five people over. So, of course, as soon as that person laughs, man, he's in again to try to do the next one. And I felt bad for the lady um, because she just wanted to enjoy the game, I'm sure, with her husband. Who, by the way, was not engaged in this. This is one of those things where the wife talks shit and the husband's like, you know, I'm not going to even bother myself with this. <laughs> That's happened to me a few times. Like, <clears throat> one time we were driving on the way back from lunch. I was driving with some co-workers who happened to be female. And this guy was going really slow. So I take the left lane to pass him. And they fucking give him the finger out of my passenger side. I'm like, what if this guy at the next stoplight comes and wants to fucking fuck us up? He's not going to fuck us up. He's going to come try and beat my ass. So thanks a lot. Don't fucking flick off people because you have that you have that thing inside the female brain where it's like, oh, I can do anything and not get in trouble physically. Well, no. No. My ass would be on the line. So I'm sure that's what that guy was thinking. But um, anyway, uh, it came to halftime, right? And this guy had gotten on our nerves so much. Um, we're at the concourse. We're using the pisser. The, the, one of the bathrooms is already flooded, dude. It's already, fu- it's not even, it's not even halfway through halftime. The, one of the urinals has caused a flood in the men's bathroom and I'm in an inch of water. And I'm like, do I want to deal with this inch of water and this dude screaming in my face and assaulting uh, my wife and possibly newborn babies in the vicinity? Or do I want to just go to a bar nearby and watch the rest of the game? Which is what we did. So I left at halftime of this game uh, because of this douchebag. And you know what? You might say the douchebag won in this scenario, and you're absolutely right. He did nothing. Probably nothing happened to him at all. So the next game he goes to, he's going to do the exact same thing. You know, it's just like one of those nightmare when you're when you're boarding a plane or something, and you're like, you see this fucking slob of a human being, and you're like, oh, God, please not next to me. Please not next to me. And then they sit next to you, and you're like, oh my god, out of the 150 seats on this plane, this had to be me. Yep. And that's what that felt like, dude. I realized I was like a fucking 20-minute tirade slash story, but dude, just, when you, 
a word to everyone out there when you buy when you buy nosebleed tickets, especially to a football game. This is the type of shit you could potentially have to deal with. And this is why back during the pandemic when first class wasn't like eight thousand dollars a ticket, this this is why I went flew first class. Um it was actually affordable. It was like the cost of a regular how a regular ticket is now. That's what first class cost during the pandemic. It was amazing. Um and that's why I did that. So I wouldn't have to deal with shit like this. And that's why I usually pay a little extra for something just a half step nicer. So I don't have to deal with shit like this. But I really didn't want to pay twice the price to sit like one section to the left, you know. So I guess I can't really complain. Um, I play the lottery. The lottery with one in 20 odds of an asshole sitting next to me. And I will. I won. I will say, though, this guy was the biggest asshole in, like, three sections. Because he had people, you know, shouting over from other sections for him to shut the fuck up. And here I am still talking about him. This is what he wants, dude. This is the terrorist winning right here. Um, I'm not going to spend any more time on this, okay? What are you guys' New Year's plans, huh? I have to go out. Uh, yesterday, I, I was a good little boy, you know? I... I had some fun Thursday, of course, because we went to the game, and then afterwards we went to the bar for a little while. Uh, got some food, saw Florida State win at the end, then went home. Um, and I had had a few beers, you know. I was at that feeling good level, um, and I had to wake up super early yesterday to go to the beach, which I realize, you know, it's not a big deal, but... When the beach is like two and a half hours away and you have to get parking by like nine in order to get parking. Um, that's what we did. So we left at 6.30. So I got about five hours of drunk sleep. Some of which my heart was pounding because I get super anxious whenever I... Not every time. I'd say every third or fourth time that I have a few beers. Like that night laying in bed I'll just get super anxious and my heart will start racing like I'm having a panic attack <laughs> because of what I don't know I have no clue and some of you might be thinking well that's not very healthy yeah I know I think I'm fucking retarded I know it's not healthy um which is why yesterday I woke up and I was like you know what today is uh, we're chilling out today I realize I have, like, an 18-day weekend this weekend, but, like, today's the day I catch up on some Zs, and I did exactly that. It was fucking amazing, man. Um, I did I did get a little, got a little high at the beach. Just got a little high. Um, I took a little uh, Delta 8 THC with me, and uh, as soon as we sat down on the beach, I, I uh, put a little corner in my mouth, of the tab and bit down. It sounds like I'm doing LSD, but I, I didn't do that. I just did THC. And uh, it was pretty good. It was a good experience. I, for the first time, I got a little bit too much of the high. Just for a little bit, maybe like half hour, 45 minutes on the drive home. So we left around noon, um, driving home. And I just remember thinking, wow, this is like Jurassic Park, you know? Like you got the palm trees around. It's just like I was... I was in a, a, a mind space, and it was totally illogical, but I was in a mind space where I'm like, wow, dino, you know, dinosaurs would have loved this, and there could there could be dinosaurs, and literally alligators are dinosaurs, man, they could pop out at any second, and I could actually see, a, you know, I was thinking like this. <laughs> see, now I was feeling a little good, and this is all while I was operating a motor vehicle, um, but it was fine. You know, I wasn't, like, I wasn't full on, like, uh, back in the days where I used to light an entire blunt uh, for a Monday night football game. A blunt of tobacco. Okay. For all the FBI's listening. Um, it wasn't like that. And it only lasted about a half hour, and then I was fine. I was like, wow, that was really stupid. I was, you know, I was believing for, like, 15, 20 minutes at Jurassic Park 
would have been a cool place to just drive around in with my Chevy Malibu. But yeah, I uh, I got home and we started watching Bloodline. Um, I got through one episode so far, and I'm still wondering what the hell's going on. I just it's so vague. I hate. I really do hate those shows that sometimes are just like purposely, purposefully vague. In the beginning, just explain what's going on. Just go right into it, dude. And explain it. It's like all these weird plot lines. And I know people are doing stuff with other people. And there's relationships that are have already formed. Relationships people have for years. And you're trying to understand the dynamic of the relationships. While trying to follow the sinister plot that you're basically in the middle of. It's just like... I'm not liking shows that start in the middle of the plot with relationships with years that are formed, you know? I like a good, like, little bit of, like, introduction as to who the character is, what they do. Um, like, Breaking Bad does such a good job of that. Dexter does a great job of that. Um, the Wire does a great job of that. It's just, like these really good shows, Mad Men does a great job as well. It's like you get slowly introduced to who the character is, not like plopped in the middle of, you know, some tangent with a million things going on. So basically what I'm saying is watch Bloodline. It's really good. I am going to watch episode two. I should probably give it more, more chance than one episode for Bloodline. So I hear good things about it. I'll try it out. I'll see what happens. Um, I like the setting of the Florida Keys, though. That's what's keeping me around right now. Even though I'm in Florida. Oh, there's this one joke um, in in Bloodline where the guy's like, yeah, I don't go uh, north of Miami to Orlando or anything like that. It's too fucking cold up there. I'm like, all right, this guy's a douche. But I would probably say the same thing if I was in Key West. Like, yeah, it's too cold up there, man, in the mainland. I stay down here. Such a Key West thing to say. Um, but yeah, I like the, uh, I like the setting. It's really, it's really nice. Um, and towards the end of episode one, I think we're starting to get on a place where some shit is actually happening and not just conversations about stuff from the past that I guess I'm supposed to know as the audience. I'm supposed to infer what happened in the past based on their conversations. I just, that's not how I, my mind works. I just don't do well with that. I'm like Jerry Seinfeld. Um, he talks about it in his show, Seinfeld. I don't know. Have you ever heard of it? And uh, he's doing a stand-up. He's like, yeah, I'm the guy who's like, oh, what's going on? Oh, he was working with him. Oh, well, then why did he kill him? Oh, they were working together. Yeah, it's like, yeah, somebody has to explain to me what the hell's going on. Unless it's like a clear plot line to follow. I just, I just, I need to form a a, a bond with the characters. Like, a, I need to know who the character is. And if I like this character before I get invested in all the plot lines surrounding the character, if that makes sense. It's not because I'm fucking retarded. Although you might think. You might think otherwise listening to this, but yeah, so we, we watched that and then um, I went to bed at about 9.30, dude. It was amazing. Um, so that's why I didn't record last night. I was just in a, in a state of, of hyper bliss, dude. And you, you know, I tell you what, the Delta 8 stuff is really good because there was a point right before we left, I was laying on my, on the beach on my towel. And I was like, oh my god, this feels like getting massaged by Mother Nature, you know? Because the sun, the sun was just the right intensity, and the wind was kind of like, I could feel the gusts of wind, the different gusts uh, hitting my, my body in all the right places. All the crevices that I'm sure you want to think about right now, um... It just felt like getting, I was literally getting massaged by nature. That was a good spot to be in with the high. Not the Jurassic Park spot. That spot was pretty nice. So Delta 8, I mean, I would recommend it. 
um, DM me on Insta if you don't have my number already, um, like my personal cell phone number. Um, and I'll, I'll recommend the product that I use. It's pretty good. Uh, as they say, it takes the edge off. For sure. Sometimes you might think you're in Jurassic Park, but if you're not in like a tropical climate, you might think, um, right now you might think, wow, I'm at the fucking Antarctica at a, at an outpost studying climate. Um, because it probably feels horrible outside and you don't want to go out there. Um, just after having been through cold fucking ass weather for a week, I'm like, dude, no no i don't want to fucking deal with that shit anymore so i'm glad it was beach weather but just a a word i didn't really think about this i thought what's the gulf of mexico dude i mean how cold could it get it was fucking like being in an ice bath dude i only went in once and it was because i pissed my pants on the beach because it was so cold i didn't want to go in the water and piss um, so I felt obligated to get up, obviously, and wash my shorts off and just hop in the water for a second. Um, I love how everybody at the beach acts like they're not pissing every hour, you know. And every time you piss, you feel like everybody's looking at you. And then when you look over at people, you have you have no idea who's pissing and who's not, you know. could be anybody. And you don't really care, and you don't want to know anyway. But, like, when you're taking a piss, it's like, oh, my God, somebody's going to know. Somebody is going to fucking find out and call me out on it. And then, um, yeah, what would happen after that? Be like, yeah, I took a piss. You don't do that? Yeah, I don't understand. I don't, like, why is my brain thinking that's a bad thing if I get called out? Like, what's he going to say? Did you just piss here, man? Are you fucking crazy? I'm like, yeah, I pissed in the sand. In my own... Sh- like, I'm sitting in my own piss. How does that offend you? Um. <laughs> yeah, I can see how you would think I'm retarded listening to this. Um, But yeah. That was the only time I got in, because it was fucking freezing. Absolutely fucking freezing. And, you know, shrinkage is always a possibility. And even to yourself, even to yourself, you don't want to have shrinkage, you know, as a guy. It's like just knowing the fact that you have shrinkage just makes you feel like less of a man in that moment. You're like, wow, this, this really, if these people only knew this is what I have right now, they would not be impressed. (laughs) I don't know if anybody else feels like that, but it's like, you know, you're embarrassed for yourself. You're like, dude, really? That, that happened? It went to that? Dear God. Thank God for undiewears. Am I right? Yeah, but, um, I feel so good right now. I'm drinking a coffee. Um, like I said, I got one out right before I started recording. So just sky high right now. If you know that Jumper's Hole song, you know what I'm talking about. Um, if you don't, what you can do, you can go on Spotify right now, and there's this band called Jumper's Hole, um, and it's a pretty good band, it has me in it, uh, KP, Bmaz, uh, this guy BJR, and Randog is the producer, and you can listen to that song called Sky High on there, and it's pretty good, uh, it's a pretty good explanation of, of how I felt yesterday and you know while the sun was caressing and and hugging me and and the wind was massaging my every orifice uh it felt pretty good so yeah check that out going a little longer than usual today thanks for hanging out man longer than usual let's just fuck let's keep going dude keep going i uh the other day right right after we talked i think it was christmas day no, it was, uh, it was Boxing Day. Oh, Boxing Day. What is that? I was reading a little bit about it. I know what it is now. But, like, this is me last week. I'm like, I've heard that phrase my entire life. We don't get Boxing Day off here. I don't know what the hell it means. Um, and then I heard, uh, 
mid about midweek, like the twenty seventh or so, I heard it's actually um a English Commonwealth, you know, all the Commonwealth countries celebrated. So basically just England and, and Canada. Um and it's for boxing up gifts for basically the poor's, you know the servants that are in your house that's that's their christmas day because on your christmas day actual christmas day they're working for you they're getting you your fucking ham and ham and swiss on rye and they're delivering it to your fucking hands and your fucking brats your brat kids who are fucking um you know playing with their toys on christmas i mean somebody's gotta be around them because i sure as shit if i'm rich and my kids are playing. I don't want to fucking play with my kids. I'll pay someone else to do that. Um, so those people, they uh, they thought it was a great thing to do to give them a separate Christmas day the next day where they can actually be with their families, um, which is a nice thing to do, you know. If you're gonna have a servant, at least give him one day a year to, uh, you know, to celebrate and actually connect with their families. It's a very nice thing to do um, if you're going to have an indentured servant in your house. Um, so I think it's a holiday, you know, filled with a lot of good history and, and, you know, be prideful of that. Who wouldn't be? So let's celebrate giving slave labor a day off, right? Because we're great people. That's what we do. Yep, that's what we do. So that's what Boxing Day is. Anyway, yeah, I was researching Boxing Day, so that's that's what that means. In case you were wondering, all the U.S. and Australian fo- do Australian people celebrate Boxing Day? Is that a thing over there? I don't think so. I thought it was just the the U.K. and Canada. Anyway, they have Boxing Day matches uh, for English Premier League, and I, you know, I'm watching the match. I think who am I watching? Uh, I'm watching fucking uh, Tottenham. Tottenham ties Bournemouth, right? That game ends about a minute before the Everton game. So they switch over to the Everton game, which is also tied. And just in time for me to see Everton give up a last-minute goal um, to, uh, I think it was the worst team in the EPL, and we lost at home, to a team who hadn't beaten anyone since they beat us the last time. <laughs> So, yeah, I was like, all right, we're off to a good start again. Um, And then I was just, I was so fucking disgusted by that. I I couldn't watch the next game, which was Arsenal against uh, somebody. And uh, Saka had a couple of great goals, so I didn't even fucking see that. I was so disgusted. It's just like, that club, it's not Frank Lampard, who's the manager. It's not the players, because... The same types of players were competitive for years and years and years um, before the last few. I don't know if you've ever seen, like, uh, um, Leeds Take Me Home or the We Are Sunderland, um, whatever that Sunderland documentary was called on Netflix. You know, where the club is just in shambles. I feel like that's us. Like, in two years, we're going to be playing in League One, trying to get to the English Championship. And trying to pay players, like, $10 a week to come play for us. And then, you know, sell them all these bullshit lines about how... It's about pride, dude. It's about the city. Um, when in reality, everybody knows it's all about the money. You gotta pay good players to stay. That's what... That's... Once you're a really good player, you call the shots. You decide where you want to go, and you tell people what to pay you. That's how it is, a wee. Um... So yeah, I mean, in two years, we're just going to be one of these middling fucking teams, and it's going to be like, what happened to Everton? What happened? A fall from glory in the 80s, all the way to, look at the 2022s, and we're fucking, we're back to suck. We're back to the suck. Hey, babe. Hi. She came in. Um... It's good to know after that rigorous toothbrushing exercise, she's uh, she's back on her feet. She's good to go. All right, it's been uh, it's been a good forty-five. 
Uh, I appreciate you guys hanging out. Um, I hope you have a nice new year. This is the last recording. This is the last recorded podcast of 2022. Um, overall, my year in summation, I would probably say that uh, it's been a long year. It's been a tough year. Um, it's actually been not that tough and kind of short. Yeah, I've had worse. I've had worse years. I don't think anything's gonna be comparable to twenty twenty, unless there's like a disastrous disaster, um, and you know, that can happen sometimes. Hopefully, everybody you know and everybody I know and myself and you, we're all good, as we enter this new profound year. I wonder what crazy shit's gonna happen, you know? Something's gonna happen that everybody's gonna talk about. Um, There's some kind of thing that's gonna happen where if you take one side, you're a fucking asshole, and if you take the other side, you're a righteous, great human being person who do, you know, who's one of the good people, not one of the bad guys. There's gonna be some kind of defining, it could be political, it could be economic, you know? Something's gonna happen where if you take one side, you're a fucking piece of shit. And if you take the other side, you're fucking amazing, righteous human being, uh, full of love, full of character, full of empathy, and um, you'll just have to see what that issue is. I have no idea. Um, I think 2020, it was COVID. 2021, it was uh, COVID again. <laughs> what was it, 2022? Uh, the Russia thing, dude. I don't know. Like, who would take the Russia side? I don't know. I'm sure there are some people. And I don't know enough to know. Maybe I should have taken the Russian side. I have no fucking clue. So maybe that's not a good example. But there'll be something. It might not be worldwide, but it'll pertain to you. And you'll pick a side and you'll be like, I am morally righteous for picking this side. And you'll feel good about yourself. I promise you. So 2023, look forward to that. Look forward to, just in your small little world, picking a a fucking issue, dude. And saying, I am a great person for picking this side of the issue. And the people on the other side, they're fucking assholes. All right, they're the bad people. They're the terrorists. Um. Anyway, have a good uh, have a good twenty twenty two rest of your year and uh, stay safe out there. A lot of drunk drivers out on the road. All right, don't be driving tonight, dude. Don't be driving tonight. Um. And I realize that on in Australia and probably uh, Tokyo right now. Um, it's probably getting around, getting to be that time, so, I uh, hope you have a nice, uh, year end, and, uh, we'll see you next year for 2023 Maddie J Podcasts. Thank you for listening. Don't do anything the good Lord wouldn't do. Podcast at gmail.com is the email, Podcast. You can find me on Instagram, and, uh, I hope you have a nice little, uh, new year there. Don't do anything the good Lord wouldn't do. harassing me for my last change I leave out the same way that the rats came in the cab then switch to the fast lane he asked me if I have some hash main I could sell him some but I abstain 
so beautiful, beautiful A city with so many opportunities to unfold Living conditions unsuitable Rent high as fuck with the musical cubicles I've been sitting in High up in the sky rise On the phone telling lies to some wise guys Close the deal, now I'm dishing out some high fives Cool cats club, I got nine lives Cause the rhythm is hot 